everyone, I'm Kara Scott, and welcome to The Heart of Poker, sponsored by Aid Today Poker, a podcast that aims to introduce you and me to the players that we already know so well, but in a totally new way. Now, I'm using questions devised by a group of psychologists almost 25 years ago. They wanted to see if they could make strangers quickly fall in love. I'm not a believer in love at first sight, but I think neither were they. The theory was roughly that they could accelerate romance by having people ask each other and then discuss 36 progressively more personal questions. They wanted to see if they could find a shortcut to intimacy. Now, we don't have time for all 36 questions, but can we use a shorter and only slightly modified selection of these questions to hack intimacy, to shortcut our way to knowing our favorite poker characters better, and hopefully for me to get you, the listeners, to fall a little bit in love with them. So let's find out. My guest today is German high roller, four-time bracelet winner, Dominic Nietzsche. We've been colleagues at 8 Poker for some time, and I've interviewed him at various poker events around the world for... Well, it's got to be a decade, I think, by now. So thanks for chatting with me like this. I know it's not the usual poker interview. There are going to be zero strategy questions for you. Sweet. I've had more than enough of that today already. So well, good. <laughs> yeah, I imagine in your career you've had a lot of poker interviews, a lot of strategy questions. But have you heard of this experiment before? Yes. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. I've heard about the concept of this, and I've also briefly looked into the one you did with Chris. I didn't have time to check it all out, but I kind of know what's coming. Well, that's good. And you still showed up, so yeah. <laughs> props to you. Um, being a high-profile poker player, you do a fair amount of press. Do you ever get nervous about revealing the more personal stuff rather than the poker? No one ever asks about it. That's nice. Really? Uh, I mean, my, my life these days is just answer questions about poker strategy because that's what I do in my day-to-day life as well as you know doing all the 888 stuff. So... They always tend to ask me the strategy questions and I tend to know those answers and they never come to me for anything else, which is quite nice. So I can, you kind of skate I, I can answer all these questions in my sleep right now. So that's going to be, that's going to be interesting and different. Okay. Well, let's start with the first set. There's three sets of questions. And like I said, they get a little more personal sure. as we go on. Um, the first one's pretty easy, actually. So is there a band or a musical act that you've seen more than once? Is music important to you? Uh... Well, yes to the first part of the question, and uh, I mean, sure, sometimes you listen to music more than once, mostly on the radio. I'm not a big music guy. Right, but like uh, a live act, have you seen oh, more than once? Someone mm, that you really like? No. Okay, that's not really part of your no, no. your personality. Okay, that's interesting. I don't think I've seen anyone more than once, to be honest, either. Huh. Um, now, you've had a certain level of fame because of your success in poker. Do you enjoy that? Like, people at poker tournaments know who you are. You've been on TV, you know, a fair amount at this point. Has it ever interfered with your life, or do you like that? Uh, it's been all right, because I've, well, <laughs> it sounds crazy to say, but I didn't win that much, so I'm not, <laughs> there's people who've won more, right? I'm not like a Phil Ivey, Joel Brunson kind of level, right? Uh-huh. So when people recognize me, it's, I'm still like, oh, that's nice and funny, you know? Like when someone comes up to me in a pizzeria and like, are you Dominic? I'm like, yes. But then, uh, it's still at that level. Where yeah, it's, it's, a, le- it's a level where it's like, oh, that's nice. Or oh, that's odd that he would recognize me. And it's not at the <laughs> Daniel Negreanu level where you're just yeah. consistently taking pictures with people. So I would think that at that point it would start to get difficult. Like yes. if you're having to sneak out the back of a tournament for the breaks yeah. to avoid, you know, spending your whole break taking pictures, that would be... That would be harder. That, that is hard, yeah, sure. Yeah. It does happen from, that, that stuff happened from time to time, for example, in the one drop where there's a lot of yeah. people who buy, they want to, yeah. And sometimes you have to be like, look, I'm on tournament break here, guys. It's, mm. yeah. Do you ever feel guilty saying that? Because you kind of have to protect your breaks because you're playing for a lot of money. You yeah. need to make sure that you get your breaks. Well, that's the thing. It's just not, 
it's just not that often. You know, the one, I've never said it to anyone except for when I was at the final table and I really wanted a break. And I was like, oh, not now. This right. is just, yeah. Yeah, I can see wanting, like being on the other side of it, I'm always the one having to go and ask the player if they yeah. would do an interview during the break. And the one person, it always kind of makes me laugh, I think it was, uh, it was Phil Hellmuth, something World Series, and it was a final table, I think, and his wife was actually on the rail, and she's the one who stopped me. She's like, he's not going to speak to you. Until the end of the tournament, he's not going to speak to you. And, I, and, and she was super direct about it. I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I will just walk back over into this corner. But otherwise, most people are pretty good about it. But you can tell not everybody wants to do it. So It's fine. It's not, it's not a big deal usually. Usually it's just a couple of minutes, then you take your break. It's okay, but you know, sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes things change. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, next question. What would your partner say is one of your annoying habits? <laughs> you guys have been together for a while. Uh, I work too hard. Oh, yeah. Now with the app and everything, it's just that I'm consistently working. And uh, by now there's more people that I need to talk to on a daily basis. So it's already... With poker, I was already always busy doing stuff. But now it's just this time is filled with... My free time is now filled with taking care of other issues. Mm-hmm. That makes it really difficult. You travel together a fair amount? Yeah, we do. Yeah, that helps a little bit, that, I imagine. It, I mean, it's fine. It's just my, my job is not crazy. That I'm, not, I'm not gone from home. I'm just uh, yeah. on my phone. Yeah, it's not a... Like, if you worked a 9 to 5... Nobody really works a 9 to 5. If you worked, like, a 12-hour day job... Right, yeah. I mean, we'd probably see our partners less. But, you know, yeah. working so intensely from home, it's kind of the same thing, really. No, I'm sure it could be worse if I had a real job. Yeah. If my job is just taking care of people on the internet and, I mean, I have so much free time. Right. Yeah, it's, it's great, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's a good lifestyle. <laughs> it's a good lifestyle. I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Definitely. Um, okay, next question. For what in your life do you feel the most grateful? Um, what gives you a sense of gratitude? I think for yeah. me, it would be the lifestyle. Yeah, being able exactly to live this. this. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, we have it really, really good. Mm-hmm. I got so lucky. I got lucky to turn a card game into, <laughs> into this, you know? Yeah, a this career. All, a all really I got good from career. just playing cards. Yeah. When I was in high school, I was just playing cards. You know? so I signed up, played yeah. some online poker, and crazy amount of time later, I'm somehow still playing this game and doing stuff around it. Yeah. It is pretty wild when you think about it. I, I do kind of think about it myself sometimes. And yeah. I feel super grateful. A lot of my closest friends I got through because of poker. My television career really took off because of poker. I was doing it before, but it was much smaller. And I mean, my husband I met yeah. through poker. We have a daughter now. I, pretty much my whole life is kind of because of poker, which is a wild thing to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same for me. All right. Well, the second set of questions gets a little bit more personal. Um, the first one is, uh, I like this one. If a crystal ball could t- tell you the truth about yourself or your life or the future or anything, what would you want to know? What's one thing that you would want to know? It's tough. It's yeah, a, like it's what tough. truism about life would you want to know? I think does it have I to be about life, or does it just yourself, life, the future, anything? Oh, so could it just, could it just be like that if I, you know, if someone could tell me that I'll never win a poker tournament again, maybe it might be time for me to stop <laughs> registering. Could it be something like this? <laughs> like if someone says you never, you'll never win one again, I'll be like, okay, guys, we're done here. Yeah, you've peaked. That's it. 
yeah, I mean, obviously for a poker player, this would be the easy answer. And then I have more free time again because I don't need to start chasing these tournament titles, <laughs> which I may or may not win. You know? Wow. Would you, would you actually quit? Because you, you would still maybe make some final tables, but you would never win again. If never. someone tells me I never win a tournament again, that's a pretty big disadvantage registering. But if someone smarter than me at math could figure this out for me, that'd be great. Huh. If but, you but know like, you can't win the tournament, yeah. should you still register? I think the answer is no. Really? Nah, it wouldn't be fun. Fair enough. At least not the small fields doesn't make sense. Like the main event I'd be okay with. Mm -hmm. What about for like the love of the game? You would nah. never play again. If you can't win, you can never win a tournament. That's a big part of it. Register. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a big part of the love of the game for you then. Of course. Of course. Is the win. That's yeah, yeah. fair. It's also a lot of, it's just the excitement of doing something. If you know you can't win at the end, then what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in that vein, if you were to have to change your whole career, um, is there something that you've dreamed about doing for a long time but have not done? Mm. In terms of changing my career, no. Okay. I kind of, I never really had, to, I had never had to get a job in my life, so mm -hmm. I just kind of stumbled into this poker thing, then I did this for a while. I was like, oh, I'm going to play some years, then I go to university. Never did that. So <laughs> I don't know even know what I would change to. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then this this whole other thing came about with me starting a poker app and all this. So now it's been. Yeah. So in terms of like outside of career, maybe it's a place that you've never been. Maybe it's like a bucket list thing. Some people want to jump out of an airplane. Yeah. You know? No, I don't want to jump out of an airplane. Uh, no, me neither. Why yeah. don't you want to jump out of an airplane? I'm afraid of heights. But oh, well, that's a good answer. Okay. <laughs> also, I don't see the point. No, no me uh, neither. I really yeah. don't see the point. So. No, but like, in terms of going to places, I've been fortunate enough to be able to go wherever yeah. I wanted on multiple occasions. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good when you can say about your life that there are no big things that you want to do that you haven't yet done. Well, I could imagine that if I never found poker, I would be doing something completely else and I would be still happy. So yeah, there's so many options in life where I could have gone a different way and it might have worked out well, it might not have worked out well, but mm -hmm. I'm kind of happy with what happened so yeah. far. Fair enough. Well, like, you know what I mean by sliding doors, that movie about whether or not you catch a train, it changes yeah. your whole life. So what about sliding doors? you Butterfly lose a poker kind of you get really unlucky oh. when you first start out and you decide not to play yeah. what do you think dominic does right now that's a great question because i don't know i was never exceptionally good at anything <laughs> don't think i am right now either but no i don't know what i, would, I genuinely have no idea because uh, i for me it's especially difficult because i started so yeah yeah <laughs> if yeah yeah, your life could go in pretty much any other direction at that yeah, age. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When I think about it, I think, what if I never left Canada? Like, what if I still live in Canada yeah. and I'm a teacher? Probably oh. miserable because I was a teacher for a while and it wasn't the best. Like, See, but at just, least you know that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's true. I didn't have it that far figured out. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's kind of wild when you think about all the different possibilities your life could have had. All right, another question. If you could wake up tomorrow with one new quality or ability, what would it be? It could be anything. It's easy. I, I wish I knew how to write code. Really? Program. Yeah. What would you do with that? What I'd do with this is that I would... Well, the thing is, I, 
we recently started working on a poker app, so I would yeah. actually be useful at something other than being the <laughs> poker guy. <laughs> yeah. Which is okay in itself. I mean, I'm just the poker guy, but it would be nice if I could actually help. In, you know, Because like, seeing the guys create something mm. from scratch, just from the ideas my partner and I throw out and do, uh, it's fascinating to me yeah. just to, yeah. I never thought it would be something I'd be interested in, but just watching people build this, it's, it's fascinating. Hearing them talk about stuff that I don't understand, I just always just say, like, okay, if you know, my partner and I, we talk about poker, you guys would feel the same, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of, yeah, it's just funny to see people create that for me. And I wish I could be, I, could, I wish I could understand more of what is actually going on because I'm sure I would enjoy that part. But given that I don't, I'm, just, I'm still just the poker guy for them. Yeah, just the poker guy. Yeah, just the poker guy. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I wish I had some kind of artistic ability. I'm really bad at drawing and painting and like pretty much everything. I can't Same. make anything look the way I want it to look in my head. Same. Yeah, my father's an artist, my mother's an artist. Um, and my dad always told me, it's just practice. It's just like a muscle you have to... It's not. It's not. It's not. I think some people are incredibly talented, like he is, like yeah. my mom is, and I just I never had it. Same. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I don't mind if I'm good at that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with you. not being good at this, no. <laughs> I was terrible at it during school, so. Yeah. <laughs> sports too. Oh, well. Really? Sports too? You just asked me about one thing I could be better at, but I don't really. Mm. Those things, I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Whatever. I would have liked to be better at sports. I was yeah. really, I am really clumsy. Um, like I don't have really good hand-eye coordination. I did all the sports, but I always hurt myself. I was like in the hospital with cracked ribs because of baseball. I had this huge, like a concussion because of basketball in high school. Like I just, I'm really um, enthusiastic <laughs> and that tends to get me into a little bit of trouble. I like, I got booked a lot for like full body tackle in basketball and apparently that's not something you're supposed to do so <laughs> but I was bad at it <laughs> and I well, really wish I could have been better yeah I yeah. think we wish we could be better at a lot of things but this is not the one thing where I'd be like I wish I knew how to do this yeah wouldn't change my life yeah uh, I'd enjoy it more I think right um do you have uh, a treasured memory something that makes you feel good that if you're having a hard time or a hard day you can think about maybe from your childhood maybe more recently no, no. Or like a no. time period in your life that made you really happy. Is there a, like a treasured memory from that? It's just, I feel like, no, no, no single thing fans out. It's just mm -hmm. everything, you know. I'm, I don't really get upset about everything because I realize how lucky I've been. Mm. And if I were to get upset, I guess I would just have to look back at what we talked about earlier about you somehow ended up here. <laughs> It could be a lot worse, you know? Yeah. Could be a lot worse. Yeah. Is that your usual method of kind of dealing with disappointments or when things don't go your way? That's a pretty good way to summarize things. As a, as a professional high-stakes tournament player, mm -hmm. many times you'll just be thinking, hey, hang on a minute, this could be a lot worse. <laughs> you know, you, you burn through a chip lead at a final table. Eh, could be a lot worse. Yeah. At least you get to play the tournament. True. It's a tournament that most, I mean, 99.9% .9 of poker players and people who play the game would exactly, yeah. love the chance to, to sit and play. Yeah. It's a good perspective that yeah. you keep that. It's probably from the outside looking in, I would say maybe that's a, a real strength for you and keeping your 
cool and playing as well as you can and as well as you do? Like having that perspective must be good for you. Yeah, just getting to a point where you realize that it just doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, right? Mm -hmm. Just a game. Hmm. Just a game for millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Well, that part doesn't help then, but... Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about when you grew up and how you started with poker so young, but go back a little farther, like elementary school. Was there something that you wanted to be when you grew up? Well, like every kid, I wanted to get, you know, become good at football and stuff, but then Mm -hmm. I realized that was never going to happen because they were saying I'm not good at sports. And I just realized, nah, screw this, I'm not good at this. So then eventually I started playing video games. Yeah. So... Did you ever think about becoming a professional video gamer? I don't, think I, was, I don't think that was a thing back then. I'm, right. I'm trying to remember, but no. Yeah. No, I was just uh, thinking, oh, eventually I'll figure something out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I think I wanted to be a marine biologist. I wanted to go to the, um, what's it called? The Bermuda Triangle. Right. Because I, th- I found that whole idea fascinating. I wanted to like spend my life in the Bermuda Triangle just to see if any kind of crazy shit went down. <laughs> now I think I probably would have wasted my time, but it would have been nice. Bermuda yeah, can't sounds be bad, fun. right? Sounds fun. But yeah, <laughs> that was kind of my, Don't think I, my thing. Um, Don't think it's ever... No. Yeah. No. <laughs> so the last question of the second set. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you're living right now? It's a tough I would question. start spending my money a lot more aggressively. <laughs> what would you spend it on? Everything. I'd go to Japan again. Ah, yeah. First one off the list immediately. Uh, other than that, take bigger pieces of myself in tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll get only one year to live, so. Yeah. Well, I know I just, that you really love food yeah, and I like do. super high quality, high end. So food. that's why I said Japan was first on the list immediately. Yeah. So, is there a restaurant that you have? Maybe this is a bucket list question. Like, is there a restaurant that you have not yet been to that you would that really, I would want to go yeah. to? But well, they're so hard to get into. It's really difficult. Yeah, but if you only had a year left, I mean, I'll, you I'll, could give them an enormous amount of money, and they'd probably get you in. I'm sure I could figure it out. So one that I El Calacan Rocker would be the one that I never get into. Okay. Yeah. The other the other ones have done for the most part that I wanted to go to yeah more than once I remember so. in Barcelona we all had that big dinner out together that you set up at that, tickets that would be one I would tr- want to try and go to again yeah that was an amazing meal I yeah, didn't know I, what I was to expect was, it was incredible th- yeah that was one of the best certainly mm-hmm. that would be that would be on the list of places I might want to go to again I yeah if I find yeah I was thinking if, if this, if it, then I'd have to compile a list of restaurants that I would want to go to. This probably would make it, yeah. Yeah. Do you have like a specific cuisine type that Japanese. is your favorite? Japanese. Sushi. Yeah. 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 Huh. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to do the third set of questions now. It gets a little bit more personal. Okay. All right. This is, this is kind of a difficult one. Like I said, this is um, a set of questions developed by these psychologists. Yeah. So. If you and I were going to become close friends, what's something that would be important for me to know about you? I find this to be a very difficult That's question very myself. Difficult, yeah. So if you and I were going to become like really close friends, what is really important that I know about you? <laughs> I 
Mm. For me, yeah. I would say, um, I would need you to understand that I will cancel a lot, and it's not because I don't care about our friendship, but because I get a little overwhelmed by social situations that are too much. So if right. I spend a lot of time with people for a while, like at work, I kind of have to hide for a bit, and it's not a reflection on the people I'm with or anything, it's just exhaustion. Oh, so now I kind of get it. Well, I guess what a lot of people need to know about me is that when I don't respond to text messages or mm -hmm. something, That just means that I probably didn't see it or I didn't get around to answering because I had something else going on. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that doesn't mean that I ignore them or that I'm upset at them or anything like this, because if that was the case, I would just tell them. But no, uh, sometimes I just have too many things going on in my life. So like when someone asks me in the morning to buy a piece of their tournament and then I'm like, I have to think about this for a bit and then I don't answer because I have other things going on in my life such as, you know, being busy on this trip or, you know, working on an app that I just, if I don't respond, then that just means I probably didn't see it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So ask again, and then I probably get around to it at some point. But <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to put things in order because if I don't, then I, if I just answer to everything, then I'm always on my phone. I'm already always on my phone. So even that's not enough. So I don't, mm. I just can't, I just physically can't do so many things at once. Yeah. Do you have a lot of friends who are outside of poker and outside of the game? No. Yeah. This, I, I ask a lot of people this, and it's usually the same answer. And I wonder if it's our lifestyle is so odd that... Yes. Yeah. Like people, there would be more explaining about what you need to know about me to be close friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, sure, like, traveling all the time. And poker from the outside looks super different than it is on the inside. Like, good luck explaining to like a uh, you know, regular person, like you want to meet up for drinks and then I just don't respond because I just didn't see it. They're just they're like, ah, yeah. fuck this guy. He doesn't like me anymore. Like, yeah. 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 Don't hang out with him. Yeah. And also some of the places that you get to go and the things you get to do and the kind of food that you get to eat. I mean, your life in poker is pretty different from the average person yeah, where so, you live, so, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can make things really difficult. Wow. Okay, um, another question. Okay, this one's going to be a bit strange, so bear with me. <laughs> tell your partner, that's me, so you and I, tell your partner something that you like about them. Be honest and try to say something you wouldn't say to someone you've just met. Okay. Okay, something that I like about you. I like that you are very honest. I think I can ask you, like, not just in this interview, but I can ask you if we're sitting down and talking. I could ask you for your real opinion about something, and I think you would give it to me without worrying overly much about whether it would hurt my feelings or how I would respond to it. I think you would just be direct, and I value that enormously. Right. Uh... It's always difficult when you don't know each other very well, right? It's true. Well, this is supposed it's, to be for complete strangers, so... Right. Well, just from get, having gotten to know you over the years, I just say you're extremely nice. You're always positive. Um, just from like when I knew you just as a reporter, I always thought that Caro is very respectful of the players, always liked that you also played poker as well, so you could kind of relate to um, the players as well. So, yeah, just that you're... Thanks. Do you have that understanding of poker and also that you're just a genuinely nice person? Oh, I appreciate Good. that. 
It's funny because when you first said nice, I think I went, eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. I, no, but. Well, no, it's, I'm, glad, I'm glad that I come across as nice. I, I really am. Because especially for my job, it's really important. I just think it's a little boring sometimes, I'll be honest. Yeah. But that's okay. Better than don't, interesting and not nice, maybe. Don't think being extremely honest would make you uh, <laughs> the best uh, interviewer in the world. No, I think a lot of people would say no. I would watch it. Yeah, I would too. I would definitely watch it, but I have so many stories that so I can never tell. So you tell. played that hand terribly. Yeah. What was going on with that? <laughs> There was actually one interview uh, at the World Series um, where the guy bust off, busted off the uh, feature table during the main event of the World Series of Poker, and we really wanted to get the interview. So my producer's in my ear saying, we have to get this interview, you have to get him. And he legged it, like he took off to payouts. And so I went after him. And I was trying to get him to come back in the room. And I feel bad because, honestly, I understand. I don't want to force someone to do an interview that they don't want to do. So I, so I was going to ask him, and then I was going to back away. So I went up to him, and I said, I'm really sorry. I understand that you've just busted, but this is for the TV broadcast, and I would really appreciate it if you could come back in and just do an interview. And he looked at me, and I'd never spoken to this person before. And he was like, he's like, what? So you can ask me, oh, how do you feel about this? And I was like, actually, no. I was going to ask you if... Looking back at your play, because <laughs> he had made this terrible play. Everyone seemed to agree with this. Uh, looking back at your play, if you'd like to do anything differently, or perhaps you'd like to explain what your thought process was that led to the decision that had you busting out. But hey, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Was that a Brazilian guy who called with 10-9? I have no comment. <laughs> I don't tell. <laughs> I know I'm right. I'm for, I'm for... It, was, it was a while ago. It was a while ago. People are going to guess that. No, I'm not going to tell you. I, <laughs> <laughs> I probably don't even remember. I just remember, I remember his face. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's one. Share with your partner an embarrassing moment from your life. Do you get embarrassed very easily? I would say no, looking at you. No. Yeah. No. I wouldn't have thought so. Embarrassing moment from my yeah. life. Because when you get, like, say you get something wrong, I, yeah. my guess would be that your approach to it would be to say, oh, I got that wrong. This is how I can fix it. And then you But, fix it. Am I, am I right about that? Well, this goes back to the, one of the earlier questions where we were talking about what am I not good at? And it's uh, mm -hmm. arts and drawing stuff. Mm -hmm. So like when we were like in fifth grade or sixth grade, our teachers would put like example and be like on the left, you would have like things that are done extremely well and then it would get progressively worse all the way over there. And on the right, and that was my work usually. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, but that wasn't really embarrassing because it didn't bother me that I was bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, at, at the first, I was like, oh, no, it's mine. And then but I'm like, hey, look, it's mine again. It's a pretty healthy response. It's like being kick, uh, picked last for a like, kickball or whatever. Yeah. yeah. At some point, you just kind of go, yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah, I wasn't, I, picked, I I wasn't picked early either, but it's the same yeah. thing. That's not embarrassing, is it? Yeah, people have good things and bad things. It's hard to know that when you're a kid, though. Did you know that when you were a kid? You yeah. were able to just say, ah, well. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I, said, I, wow. I decided to not become a football player because I was terrible at sports. So I just did something else with my time. Yeah. Huh. Right, okay, this is not working. I'm not good at this. Let's do something else. Right. And you're never embarrassed about poker, would be my guess. Even when you do something that you think is not right, or do you ever do things that you think are not right. <laughs> Trying to think if I... Something embarrassing. No. It 
doesn't work in, like that in poker. For you. It does for some people. Yeah, but that just comes to playing the game right or not right. <laughs> If your job is to play poker, then yeah. you should probably take your poker decisions and not have anything in there where like, oh my God, what did I do? That's terrible. Mm -hmm. But like say you're tired or you're not playing your best for some other reason, you can just say... I'm trying to think if there was one time I misread my hand. That's embarrassing. I've done that. I've done that, I think, in my second life tournament. So I, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I've done that in my, very, in my second life tournament where it's actually Irish Open. And I remember calling a river bet, calling within 0.5 seconds, and the guy said, good call, and he rolls over king high. And I'm like, yeah, I have a, a three. And I was like, seven, four. Oh, no. Yeah, like, yeah. what happened? I was like, yeah, I actually thought I had a, a three, but I actually turned out it was a four. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, good bluff, though. But <laughs> yeah, but it happens. Yeah, but that's also not, it's also not something, oh, you, haha, you misread your hand. Yeah. You laugh about it. It's yeah. fine. It just happens. It's like many things in life, you just end up laughing about them. Mm -hmm. I think that sounds like a really healthy way to approach it, personally. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well. If this happened on TV, I might have been a little bit more terrified. Uh, yeah. Okay, see that? I can. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it's there forever as well. Then people would still post that hand. Mm -hmm. People yeah. still send to me this joke hand that was played uh, like 15 years ago. I'm not even kidding. This okay. has got to be 15 years ago. We had a, a tournament. It was a women's tournament in England. And it was the final table. And before we started, the TD said, let's play a joke on the commentators. We're all gonna go, you go, you're all going in firsthand. You're just going to find a reason to do it. And so we did, but we played it out like it was straight. And the commentators went all nuts in the background and whatever. And it was on TV, even though it didn't make the show, they posted it later on YouTube as like a funny hand. People still send it to me and ask me what the hell I was thinking. Nice. I was like, how do you not realize that that's a joke? And it's not embarrassing. It's just, it really annoys me. <laughs> People really still sent me the one from, I believe, 12 years ago at this point where... Uh, I folded a straight to this guy to a guy's set and Giovanni was doing commentary. That's the only thing I remember about this. Huh. You're like, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it's a great it's a great hand though. It's, this hand is very funny, but huh. yeah. Yeah. It's so strange to me. I feel like it's good. Some of these hands stick out. This yeah. Is, if you can if you've made it in a clip that's like gets thrown out 10, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's true. There's something. It lives on in infamy. Yeah, I just wish it was a hand where I looked, uh, where I actually won. Yeah. It wouldn't be nearly as funny, but. That w yeah, it wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't last. That's unfortunate. Yeah, that is true. Winning hands just like that, they don't last. That is true. Um, okay, so next question. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? I genuinely don't remember. Yeah, I wondered. Huh. My life has been so lucky and positive that I had no reason to, for the most part. I don't know. That's a lovely thing to say. Probably when my girlfriend's dad died. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. That's really sad. That is sad. Well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? Is there anything in life that you think is too serious to joke about? Fair enough. I'll just take a, you know, like this is probably not the most popular opinion these days. Right. But. Yeah. I think 
personally, it depends on who's making the joke. Like, um, and there's the whole punching up, punching down thing. That's, that's, that's a fair position to have, yeah. Yeah. If you're punching down at people with less power than you and making them the butt of the joke, I don't think that's okay. If people are punching up at people with more power, I think it's fair game, personally. Sure. That seems reasonable, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we agree. That's yeah, good. Um, have you ever been terrified? Like, properly terrified? Maybe an accident or something that else that scared you? <laughs> I had a gun pulled on me before. Oof, that is terrifying. Yeah, although looking back, I'm not sure if it was... It's more terrifying or funny of a story. Really? I mean... Okay, tell me how funny. How is this funny then? Because we probably deserved it. What? Well, didn't deserve is the wrong word, I guess. But if if you're just a bunch of 18, 19-year-olds, 20 maybe, Mm -hmm. walking through a... Warsaw at night, uh, being loud, obnoxious, and in some cases American, then uh, <laughs> if you're in some sort of shady area of town, you probably shouldn't be surprised if someone tells you to, uh, and I quote them, get the fuck out of here. Oh boy. Yeah. I remember we were walking around in the middle of the night, shouting, screaming, obviously, slightly drunk. Right. Uh, slightly. In some, more in some cases, less in others. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just uh, being a little bit too obnoxious in the middle of the street. And then a car came by and stopped. And they said, what is your problem? Oh. To which we replied, we're just looking for a, a taxi. And then they pointed, a, like the guy in the backseat pointed a gun at us and said, get the fuck out of here. Wow. What was your response? I was like, well... I was like, oh, it's, it's all good, all good. <laughs> yeah, we'll be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> then, then they just drove off. Wow. Must have been really loud. Like to <laughs> to get a a car pull up beside you with a gun. You guys must have been pretty loud, pretty obnoxious. But who drives who drives around with a gun? Well, I mean probably shady people. They're probably yeah, they're probably looking to intimidate some foreigners. Damn. Possibly. What did you guys do after that? Did you like find a taxi? Did you get back to the hotel? We eventually, we eventually found a taxi and got back to the hotel. Yeah. Wow. And that was kind of just. That the was end it. Of it. I thought we were just going to get robbed. And you didn't even get robbed. No, they just drove off. They just wanted to mess with you. Yeah. And you just annoyed them that much that they <laughs> just wanted to really tell you to be quiet. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We obviously had money on us. We were like we were four poker players yeah. walking around the city at night. We had enough money for them to consider. Right. But were you all dressed like poker players? Yeah. So they may not have yeah, realized yeah. that. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> Thank goodness for hoodies. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, ah, here's something interesting. Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how they might handle it. Get your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem. Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how to handle it. This is a difficult one. A uh, personal problem. Hmm. Thinking about one too right now. One. Yeah. Big or small. I mean, I have my wheelhouse. It certainly isn't poker. So at this point in my life, <laughs> a personal problem. I'm pretty good with those. Personal problem. Yeah. 
See, most of my personal problems re are in regarding like parenthood at, at the moment, and I'm not sure that. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I think you'd probably have an insight that I, I wouldn't know about, so that's good. Um, right, so I am finding it difficult to go back and forth between work and taking care of a, a kid full-time. I'm really finding the transitions difficult. Like, coming here yesterday, I could barely function as an adult with all of you. When I said hi to all of the ambassadors, I was, like, completely thrown by that. And I don't know. I'm not quite sure how to make the transition easier. I guess that's my personal problem. How would you... <laughs> how, would, how would I handle this? Just probably for the most part realize that there's nothing you can do about it. Hmm. It's always going to be difficult. Yeah. Just because the change is that big. Yeah. So it's yeah. a mindset problem rather than a, a problem that can be fixed itself. Well, you're probably already on a very different sleeping schedule here than you are when yeah. you're just at home being a mom. Yes. Just realize it's going to be difficult and kind and if of... You can, if you can, maybe it. try to take a day off or something. Mm. Just try to catch up on sleep and... Oh, I wish. It's good advice. The, it's probably the one thing you can do is to just try and take a step back. Just mm -hmm. say, I need one day to function again. And then, I don't know if that would even work. I, I think it could help maybe a little bit. No, I think it actually would help. I'm not sure if I can do it, yeah. but I think it's a good idea. And honestly, I like the first thing you said, which was just realize that that's just the way it's going to be. It's going to be difficult. You might not be able to fix it. You just have to yeah. accept it. Yeah, I, th I was thinking with my problem as well. It's, it was going to go in the same direction where mm. I go from playing poker, which is usually done at night. When I play online, it's done at night. Mm -hmm. um, so... I don't really, in my day-to-day -day life, I don't really schedule things before 2 p.m. ever. Yeah. I just flat out refuse to do anything before 2 a.m. Someone wants to come around, someone needs to come around the flat to fix anything. I'll just tell them I'm not around before 2, don't even bother. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, for me, having taken on, you know, a whole new project mm. with people on a regular person working schedule, they work at 8, 9 a.m. because that's what they want. You know, they, they have the freedom to choose their own hours. <laughs> but they choose 8, nine, eight or 9 a.m. And to me, I'm just like, why would you choose 9 a.m.? You, <laughs> you know, I'm okay. If, you know, I don't mind if you just show up at 10 or 12. It's, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think this, I would ask you the same. I'd be like, well, how do I bridge that gap between poker and a real-life job? But it turns out we both haven't found the answer. Yeah, You're it's just, true. I would say, and I don't even know if this is possible... For a lot of poker players that I know, having kind of hired someone to help them as a PA had to be the transition, but that's more for the, like, someone has to come around your flat and fix it yeah. at 10 in the morning. It's like someone to go and take, pick up your parcels before the post office closes or whatever. Oh. It's less that for the business. That's much, that's a much harder question. Yeah. Interacting with people who have real schedules. Yeah. I think a friend of mine who still plays poker and recently had a kid, mm. He somehow manages a day a day to day schedule that's pretty close to a real person, waking up at eight in the morning, grinding at ten AM. Yeah. Playing tournaments until the evening and then having the evening off. Mm hmm Is that Max? No, it's not Max. It's okay. uh, Mickey Peterson. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of new parents in poker yeah, in the last couple of years. And 
Yeah. I honestly don't know how people play poker in the first couple of years of having a kid. It, I find he it fine. extremely di difficult. He puts in more hours than me from what he's wow. told me. Okay, he's the person we need to ask. <laughs> yeah, get him on here if he wants <laughs> to do it. He's clearly got the answer. He's well, his answer is uh, scheduled tournaments, so they are part of a regular person's schedule. His huh. opinion is that tournaments don't stop. They run around the clock. I guess so. Yeah, you just have to figure out, even if the games aren't quite as good at certain times, you suck it up and no, you No, he says they're schedule. better. <laughs> really? Why doesn't everyone do that then? Because they want to play the big tournaments with the big prizes. That's fair, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the answer. Yeah, People okay. are just too lazy to change. Yeah. And do that. I was talking to someone this morning about the nocturnal nature of poker and how, you know, we like to have a thing where we stay up all night and then sleep during the day. And it's true. And it was his opinion that a lot of poker players feel like it's a rebellious thing. You're kind of being a rebel by living a, a lifestyle that is opposite to most of the rest of the world. And he said, if you think about it, though, it's not true. You still have a schedule. It's just flipped around. You're yeah. still a slave to your schedule in a way. That's not the right word. But, yeah. you know, you still have to do things at a certain time. You're just doing it at night rather than during the day. So what kind of rebel is that, really? It's yeah. kind of a distinction it's a it's another mindset thing rather than an actual thing it's about how you look at it yeah for sure mm. uh. all right well we have come to the end of our third set of questions you've done very well now as always the experiment is actually supposed to end with us staring silently at each other for two to four minutes but I think we can skip that bit. You are right. very welcome. <laughs> For the listeners, you can check out Dom on one of the many poker TV shows he's appeared on and see just how skilled he is as a poker player now that we've had a peek behind the mask of the man himself. Thanks for doing this with me, Dom. I hope that it wasn't too weird for you. I was expecting a lot worse, to be honest. This was fine. Okay. I should have gone for the, the harder questions. Please um, no. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you've seen a side of Dom that you didn't have access to before. I'm Kara Scott, and this is The Heart of Poker. I'll see you next time. Bye.